Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, dogs, whatever time it is in your vicinity. We're is, back. Is We're, that the priest? Is that the priest of the Northeast? That's the priest. Uh, Jake Blake is gone. Uh, I'll hereby be known as the priest. And uh, great success with the pilot, uh, Hot yeah. Rod. Yeah, yeah, it was accepted across all platforms. Well, here we are in uh, season one. What's on tap for today? Oh, man. You know, it's a new year, uh, 2021. You make any uh, New Year's resolutions? Yes, yes, and I failed miserably on all of them. What, what, what was on you? Uh, you know, just uh, the regulars uh, get in shape, stop doing bad things, do more good things. But I, uh, lots, lots of beers, lots of beers going, and uh, that's it. How about you? Nope, I don't do it. I, last year, my resolution was to eat a salad. <laughs> I, got, I got to it around June. Well, here it. we are, uh, episode one. Uh, what do you got lined up for us today there, uh, D-Watt? Oh, yeah, man, we got a good one for you today. Uh, we're going to start, we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame a little bit. We're going to talk about the, the upcoming DSL season, what you can uh, expect and then uh, we'll round it out with uh, whatever the last, I forgot what the last segment is. Well, I, I like that. Uh, I like uh, reconnecting these, these old players, the, uh, the origins of the, the DSL. <laughs> Stop playing with your pen. Okay. Uh, put the pen down. Um, but, uh, you know, we reconnect the old players, and uh, it gives people some perspective on, uh, on what this league is and uh, what they aspire to be. Well, um, you know, every year we get new players, and every year we lose old players. You know, it's the circle of life. And uh, uh, this year we actually had a ton of rookies. Or I'm sorry, this past year we had a ton of rookies that brought a great dynamic to the league. Uh, it's fun to see a lot of like the the new military guys come in because they're like young and good at sports. Good players <laughs> and like <laughs> gung ho. Uh, but you know, we lose kind of some of the older crew, and that that keeps uh, the DSL young on average uh one of the guys that we are missing this year is uh cory sitar cory sitar uh well here uh he's up he's up for uh induction induction into the uh the hall um i don't know if he'll get in it's uh it's pretty uh stringent criteria to uh to meet to get in there yeah you know and and Corey Sitar, for those who don't know who he is uh was a longtime captain never never won championship but yeah he did not as a captain not as a captain but he was on he was on a couple championship teams uh he was he on Brand, he was on Brandon's team that won just a couple years ago right yeah and i think he might have won with JO back in the uh back in the early days of the league okay um he was a pain in the ass as a captain um a lot of good fights there in captain's meetings i think uh, you had a pretty good one with him <laughs> Yeah, yeah, me and him uh, almost came to blows one night over our, uh, our MVP uh, ideas there. Do but, you want to you know, get into it at all or, or no? Well, uh, yeah, why not? Uh, I mean, of course, me and Corey would never actually come to come to blows, good buddy of mine. But, uh, you know, as a captain, you've got to fight for your guy. That's and uh, I had uh, Lee Gaskell going that year, had a real great season, uh, had, the, had the numbers. And Corey had his guy in, in P. Witt. And, uh, Who? Yeah, Paul Whitaker. Hard, hard to argue against him for uh, MVP discussion. Uh, I mean, he's he's won it once or twice. But uh, anyways, I uh, I won out in the end. The captains came on board and uh, gave the MVP to uh, to Lee that year. If I remember correctly, him winning uh, marked the first time a non-North American had won MVP. 
Yeah, it was uh, the the Kiwis. They love their cricket. Uh, they don't play mm. much softball down there, but it's uh, it's a game that translates pretty well. Yeah, we had a bunch of cricket players uh, that. Do you remember, like, even when Gazzy first joined, like, he wouldn't use a glove? Like, he would... Was that Gazzy? Yeah, I think so. And uh, also, uh, Lucky. Lucky used to do that, yeah, too. Yeah, right. Uh, no glove, but... Do I remember it's like he, he was, like, wearing a glove, and a ball was hit to him, and he, like, hurriedly threw his glove to the ground and then caught it with his bare hands. Yeah, but that only lasts for so long in softball, and uh, you gotta you gotta have a glove. You gotta have a glove. Words to live by. Um... So, uh, in considering uh, Corey Sitar for Hall of Fame consideration, we have to, I think we should look back at some of the, the past inductees. And uh, you and I both have the list here in front of us. Uh, for those listening, you can find it on the Daegu Softball League um, website. <clears throat> um, real quick, uh, just, just to go through, Pam Doyle, do you, uh, you have anything to say about Pam Doyle? Yeah, Pam Doyle, a friend of mine back home in Canada now. Uh, you know, she. Uh, I I didn't play back in the early days uh, during those first few years when it when it started, but uh, she was uh, a founding uh, founding right. mother, I guess, uh, of right. the league, and uh, she deserves uh, deserves being there for sure. Uh, good player, nice solid solid player. Uh, knows knows what she's at on the softball field. Right. Okay. So Pam. Well, I think the first four here are are the founding four. Uh, the next one is Chris Bolger. Um, it's kind of a it's weird now because you and I are I think these days part of the old crew, um, but um, you know Chris Bolger I guess is the archaic group. <laughs> At this point, yeah, yeah, he uh, played a lot of a lot of years. Got his uh, got his name uh, dotted on the the trophy uh, throughout as a as a captain and a player. And he's the guy. He's the guy who coined the phrase "meet a person, drink a beer, win a championship." And really, him and the next guy, Doug Corrales, did basically all the work for the league for the first several years. Yeah, they did a lot uh, back in the day for the league. Uh, Dougie back home in Seattle now. You can you can catch his uh, his guitar on uh, on Facebook. Right, he, uh, yeah. quite an accomplished guitar player. Uh, I don't know if that's what uh, got him into the uh, into the league. He's a real Neil Young these days. Neil Young, Dougie, right? So uh, and then uh, Jail, right? Jail clearly the uh, the infamous the infamous uh, J.O. Yantorn, uh, Philadelphia, born and raised. I don't know if he spent many days on the playground though, because uh, I'm I'm not sure. Uh... <laughs> he I think he used to be fit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, J.O. one of the founding fathers. Then we go we got Ariella, and the the reason why we're going through this it may seem like we're rambling a bit, but I think we're going through this to to paint a picture of what a Hall of Famer looks like. Ultimately, to decide whether Corey Sitar should be in it or not. Um, Ariella uh, was one of the greatest uh, players to have on your team. She was one of my best friends when she was here. Uh, Mike Kenyon. I don't know much about Mike Kenyon. Big Mike. Uh, personality. Personality as, uh, as big as he is. Uh, good player. Big, big bomb of a bat. Uh, L.A. Uh, L.A. boy, I guess. Uh, but... Yeah. Uh, Best wishes to Mike Kenyon there, if you're listening there, buddy. <laughs> All right. Roger Rooney. I don't know Roger Rooney very well. Uh, didn't you play with uh, with Roger? No, I think both. I played football with Kenyon, uh, but I don't, I wouldn't even, I can't recall even a single interaction I've ever had with 
Roger Rooney. Roger, uh, right field Rooney, uh, as they call him, rightfully so. Uh, great, great glove in the outfield. Great bat. Uh, solid all around, all around player. Heather Watson, is she still around? Why is she in the? Why is she in the? She is, oh, I'm thinking of Heather. In, I'm thinking of Langford. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. she's in Hong Kong now, I guess. Uh, but she played uh, a lot of years. Great teammate. Always. Mm-hmm. Uh, Always brought some uh, some goodies for the team and uh, good uh, good personality to have on the team. Brought you up, Eva Malikin. I, I, I uh, she was good to, to head to the bars with after <laughs> after the games as well. Yeah, yeah. Another another. Oh, great... did she win the she won the award the the what became the Dan Lacey Award? Uh, uh, the the DSL you want to drink with. When did we rename that to the Dan Lacey? Uh, I think Dan Lacey was just running away with it two, three years in a row, and we we're like, "Get the hell out of here! You can't, you can't win it anymore. It's unfair." So we'll just name it after you, and then we'll start giving it to other people. Uh, Eva just had a just had a baby recently. Uh, hope she's doing well. Uh, and Eva's brother Mark uh, is now hanging out with Corey Sitar, the star of this segment over there in Hong Kong. Corey's playing softball over there. Uh, they got a they got a pretty good pretty good league uh, over in Hong Kong as well, but nothing like the DSL, uh, according way. to Corey. Impossible. All right, Robbie McClure is on here. He's uh, kind of a controversial figure around the DSL, at least in my in my books. Why? Because he called off the game that uh, that one rainy day. Rainy day. Played half. Played a couple innings. Losing to Corey Sitar again. Up, brought up in this conversation, and uh, yeah, decides to call the game. Oh, now it's too dangerous. Meanwhile, there already was a game that had played. Uh, he decided to start his own game. People had come from like Pohang and Busan all over the place. Oh, I'm losing. We'll get into it another day. But uh, you know, to uh, be unfair to end on Robbie McClure like that, uh, he's as close to uh, a founding father in this league without being one that, that there is. Did a lot for the league. Uh, yeah. Hell of a hell of a captain. Hell of won a player. It, won it twice. He won the championship twice. Won twice as a, as a captain. As a captain. Uh, also had the worst uh, DSL name of any team. The Qs. The Qs, yeah. Yeah, well, he's not in the hall for his, uh, his team naming prowess. Uh, Look how many sure. notes there. He's got the longest notes section for his... Well, that's why I couldn't. We couldn't end on him uh, like that. All right, Drew Merchant is the next one. Uh, Drew Merchant, uh, always a laugh, always a fun guy. Uh, <laughs> like, if you don't know Drew, I don't know how you could. It's like if you know him, you know him. If you don't, you don't. What I remember, uh, and probably what helped him to get into the Hall of Fame, was uh, one day when he was. Uh, uh, Intoxicated, highly intoxicated on the oh, field. Yeah. He, uh, he he stepped up to the plate to take a cut. <laughs> that was the uh, that was the the mustache. What is it? November tournament, I think. Oh, was it? But uh, yeah, he steps up to the plate, takes a swing, and uh, just the momentum just uh, face planted him right in the dirt. <laughs> it's easy to say. It would be wrong to say that like you've never seen somebody play softball drunk until you've seen Drew Merchant play softball drunk, but. The league has a long, long history of people being blackout. And yeah, there's a lot, uh, <laughs> but uh, he's up there. He's uh, one of the best. We uh, we skipped over Charlie Hurd there. Oh, uh, like that, Charlie. Charlie Hurd, the uh, captain of the infamous Yellow Fever that went uh, 0 and 10. The winless, yeah. Uh, yeah. A record never to be broken. Cannot, won't be broken. Won't be broken. Uh, you came close this year, but uh, there's a big asterisk. 
uh, in this shortened season. What'd I go? I went 0-5, not 0-10. Well, 0-6 yeah. with the playoffs, but not 0-10. That's good. Um, uh, so Charlie, uh, but then Charlie uh, came back and captained, uh, uh, he took a year off or two and then came back and then captained the nerds, the huge nerds. Yeah. And they went to the championship game and lost to... Enzi was it? They lost to Enzi. That uh, that yellow fever season, uh, they were they were in almost every game too. Uh, they lost a lot of games just by one run. They just couldn't couldn't get in the W column that year. That's a real shame. Next we have John Buckley, who is really only in <laughs> he's only in the Hall of Fame because we needed him to come back. Do you remember? Was it you or was it? Uh, oh, it was Liam. Maybe it was Liam. Um, Buckley agreed to play the first half of the season. Like he was splitting the season with Liam, and yeah. Liam would play the back half. But then there were so many injuries or or something, and so we just needed him to stay on. And he was like adamant that he just want he wants to stay home and just like relax on on a couple Sundays. <laughs> and we said, if you play, we'll put you in the Hall of Fame right now, and we'll rename the league Buckley Softball League. And then remember, I renamed the Facebook page Buckley Softball League. It caused an uproar. I got messages from everybody. Um, they hated it. But yeah, it was Buckley Softball League for a good two, three weeks. And we put him in the Hall of Fame so that he would come back and play well, that back I'm, I'm that sure. Season. I'm sure he appreciates being in the Hall, uh, hall of Fame. Is, I mean, is he going to come back in I retirement? It. I doubt it. I think he... I think he likes his days off way too much. Um, well, when I think about him on the field, like you can't, you can't uh, forget that day. Uh, I think it was Zach, Zach Thomas, Thomas yeah. picked one up and uh, at third base and just ripped it as hard as he could. <laughs> and Buckley was running at just the exact uh, wrong place at the wrong time. Yep, that yep. ball just crushed him. Crushed him. Uh, so I, that's deserving of Hall of Fame. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Induction. Uh, and that's another story we'll talk about a lot more sometime later in the podcast. Is Martin Nudio Martin Nudio is the next one in there? Again, Mark, he's got a he's got an award named after him. Mark Nudio uh, just played uh, just played a few seasons, but uh, made a hell of an impression. Uh, yeah. Just just a dog, just a dog on he the field. He was a real dog, a real Daegu dog. Do double G. And actually, Martin Nudio was one of the big fights that Rob and I had over players' rights because I had Nudio. Uh, agree in principle to play for the Daegu Dogs and then Robbie tried to poach him from me and it was this huge argument Nudio, poor Nudio the nicest guy in the world <laughs> got up in the middle of this <laughs> huge argument between me and Rob but uh, but yeah so a dog uh, in the past and a dog now uh, as everybody is listening to this podcast everyone's a dog and uh we got a couple more to go through here. Uh, next up, we got uh, Sean Rugg. Sean Rugg. He was uh, he kind of ran the Pohang team for a number of years and then uh, helped them merge into the DSL and brought a bunch of people with him when he came over. The league statistician. Yeah, he brought uh, a bunch of equipment. Stat. He brought, like, war. You know what war is? Wins above replacement. He brought, like, all these, like, money ball stats into, <laughs> into our league. Which is funny. Spent spent a lot of time, a lot of time. Uh, and uh, last one, last one. Weasel, my, uh, my old captain. He uh, played for him for a couple uh, seasons after I stopped being a captain. Now, did he? Was he on your team? Was he on Field of Drunks? 
No, no, he was not uh, on the field of drunks. Um, was he on Brandon's team that year, the Battered Bastards? Maybe. I don't remember when he became uh, a captain, but uh, anyway, uh, very another deserving member of, uh, of the Hall of Fame here, uh, Speedy. Speedy yeah. fucker, uh, this Chris Queasley. He's another one of those guys that joined the league and won championship his first year as captain. Like you, like Robbie, like uh, Enzi. So many of these assholes. Uh, Campbell, Greener did it this year. Fucking. Uh, yeah, it, it happens quite uh, quite often. I'm, I'm, I'm doomed. I'm never going to win it because I've been a captain for too long. Um, That's why. That's well, why you know, I'm not winning it. You'll see. Uh, you know, everyone, there's hope, there's hope for you yet. Uh, <laughs> All right, so this, to round out this segment, this short 17-minute segment, uh, <laughs> we does does Corey Sitar deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? And uh, is there anybody else that you think maybe should be in there? Well, who's on the uh, who's on the voting committee here? Um, captains, just just the captains. And in the next segment, we'll talk about who those captains are. Uh, but of course, uh, I mean Corey Sitar probably uh, belongs at the top of this list. Uh, played played every game of the DSL. In uh, fourteen seasons, yeah. Uh, well, this last fourteen, that's one, right. He, he yeah. moved. He moved to Hong Kong in the middle, and I took over his spot. So that's he right. played. Yeah. Uh, he's the only one. He's got he's got more games than mm-hmm. anyone in league history. Never missed a single uh, one. Won a couple of championships. Was captain, uh, treasury treasurer yeah. of the league. Uh, absolutely, this guy is a shoe in for the Hall of Fame. All kind of most of the work that you see Devillers doing these days is what Corey Sitar used to do. Yeah, well, Devillers, there's a there's another uh, future inductee, I'm sure. I mean, I think there's a couple of future inductees sitting in this room right now. Well, yeah, there's there's one for sure. Um, <laughs> but anyways, these are um, so we just want to talk about this today, and uh, you know. Bring back uh, a few of these old guys, uh, talk a little bit about them, and uh, this is, I mean, if you played in the DSL and you you cared about it and you played a few se- seasons, you want to be posted on this uh, yeah. on this page. Yeah. Uh, this, you know what? I'd say this means more than championships. Well, I mean, it is uh, it's something something <laughs> special, something special that you'll remember for uh, for years and years, you know. And uh, so I'll say it right now, commissioners. Decree Corey Sitar is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and Matt Campbell, uh, runner of the DSL website, get your shit together. Come on, why why is he not on it already? When uh, uh, is there it? is there a time period for uh, for the captains to vote and Maddie to put this up? Or well, I'll talk about it in the seg- the next segment. But we had a captains meeting a week and a half ago. And uh, that would have been the time that we should have talked about it, and uh, we didn't. All right, well, grab yourself a beer, and uh, we'll be right back with more Daegu Dogs. And now for our regular sponsor. Ah, fuck. Well, our regular segment. Okay, hold on. And now for our regular segment... Hey, priest, what time is it? It's Beer O'Clock. This segment is brought to you by no one. If you'd like to be the someone featured in this segment, please contact DegoDogs at gmail.com. That's D-O-G-S, DegoDogs at gmail.com. 
Sounds good. Here's to a lucrative future for a future sponsor. Clink. Woof woof. Bark bark. We're back, and uh, here we have our next segment, the Commissioner's Corner. All right, well, let's talk about the uh, the plans for the upcoming DSL season. Uh, what's what's going on there? Uh, we got a we got a rookie game planned, or uh, what's up, Commish? Right. So as you know, last year we weren't able to play in the spring, which is when we typically play, and we played in the fall. And uh, I liked it. I like to play in the fall. You like playing in the fall? Yeah, yeah. Great, uh, great weather. Couldn't couldn't ask for nicer weather. Uh, but the spring is great too. Uh, gets yeah. a little hot in in June there, May and June. But uh, fall ball is uh, is great. And fall balls actually not a great. Thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not uh, not too much a success great, this great year. Great for a concept, uh, not for a you team. You gonna go with uh, spring balls this uh, this season? Uh, no, but no, I'm not going to spring balls. Put that one in the bank for later. <laughs> I think that's one uh, of your worst ideas. <laughs> well. Anyway, let's get back to it. Okay, uh, yeah. I know okay, so, uh, uh, captains are starting to talk now. Mm-hmm. What's what's going on there? We had a captain's meeting uh, a couple Saturdays ago uh, where we talked about uh, getting the getting the league back running again, and we're, we're going to try to to play in uh, the spring. Right. So you asked about the rookie game. I think we would put the rookie game at the in the end of March. I think March 20th is a Saturday. So we're looking to uh, get back into that uh, regular spring. Uh, Springtime start in April and uh, finish yeah. up mid June. Uh, going back to ten weeks again. Uh, I don't know. It depends on how many teams we have. Um, so right now we have six captains that are prepared to six people who are prepared to be captains. And uh, what we did in the fall was we just said four teams. We're not going to try to advertise it. We're not going to try to push. Usually we'll go into like Facebook groups and try to like recruit people. And uh, we decided not to do that. Just one, because of COVID, two, just whatever. We'll have it be a smaller event this year. Um, but now that we're back to the spring, I think we'll I think we'll try to get to six. That'd be great. Uh, we talked about it before, but uh, six, uh, six teams, three games a day, uh, ideal mm. ideal number of uh, teams. Hopefully we can get back up there, and, uh, and we should. Yeah. Um, there's always been a lot of interest. I know that we've, we've lost a lot of people. Um, uh, you know, left Korea, and there's not as many foreigners coming into Korea anymore these days. Right. Um, but hopefully, we'll, there'll be enough for uh, six teams. So, if we did six and we had, we could do it without, like, you just played every team twice, and that's how we could get to 10 games. Uh, we could get to 10 games that way. Um, but if we end up with five, then we'll go, we'll be at five, and we end up with four, we'll be at four. So, we're kind of ready for whatever. And we ranked so there's four captains that are that are going to be captains no matter what because we're going to get to four. It's Kyle Devore, Greg Jones, Jason Greener, and Matt Campbell. They they will be the captains. And then if we get to a fifth team, it'll be me as the fifth captain. And if we get to a sixth team, it'll be Devillers as the sixth captain. Devillers uh, coming back uh, back into the captaincy, perhaps. Yeah, and he should be. He well. Really, we need him to do a lot of the work behind the scenes. So. He does a lot of work. Yeah, it's good. Uh, even as a player, he uh, he's involved pretty heavily there. So, uh, but it'd be good to see him back in a in a captain's shirt, uh, captain's role this year. Yeah. Uh, speaking of shirts, uh, some exciting news on that front uh, this season. 
Yeah, we have a new... Oh, fuck. I should have looked up her name. Her name is Cassie, I think. She's Austin's wife. She didn't... That's fine. That's fine. She didn't play in the, in the DSL this year. She wanted to. Jonesy was trying to get her on his team. Um, but uh, she's a baller. And she said that she could do uh, screen printing for shirts. And so uh, Jonesy's been in communication with her to see if she can get the league's shirts done. So... That's exciting for a couple of reasons. We've always, shirts has always been one of the headaches is, you know, you had a little kerfuffle with your shirt there in year 10. As it turned out, as it turned out, my, uh, my shirts end up being the best, uh, some nice button down jerseys they're, uh, they're that okay. year, but didn't have them until, uh, what was it? Four or five weeks into the season. <laughs> and, and you ended up winning the fucking season. So maybe yeah, that's we looked, we looked good in those shirts in the end. But, uh, so she's gonna, and I think she's going to be able to get her shirts from, off base so not only could we have like a better grip on our shirt production line like have it be one of like one of us that's that's making the shirts but they could be western sizes so. western sizes Woohoo! shirts for everyone <laughs> not just the skinny ones um well you said the shirts is a major headache but uh you forgot about probably the biggest headache in uh in the league mm. is the the securing of uh fields yeah Yes, the securing of the fields is always a real pain. Um, and actually, in the last couple of years, we've had a guy who's just done it for us. I, I talk to the guy. I tell him what, what days we want, what times we want, and he just does it. And Korean guy? Korean guy. Um, he actually played in the league. He was on Jonesy's team a year or two ago, Mujong. I don't know. I don't know that people would know him. A big, big Korean guy. Whatever. Played... Missed half the games and then never signed up again. But um, he's the he's the coach for the little league team that me and Ruben do. Uh, anyway, so he was getting our fields, but they changed the fields, the field um, uh, uh, registration process. Like it's back to what we used to do for Dudio, where uh, at like the first of the month we have to go down to Dudio and basically haggle for a field and then pay them via money transfer while we were there and. You just had to like be. It was like first come first serve. So that's yeah, what it's that's, become now. It's that's online. a pain, pain in the ass. Uh, what, what are you, what are you looking at, Sam? Some of the same venues. Well, or, yeah, uh, the same. But like, so there's a couple of venues. Like, Dudu's even on the menu now again because they go through the same booking process. But Holland may come back. Um, the place where we were at the last couple of years is still there. Um, there's another one that's a little farther out called Seichan, um, but. Uh, the good part, the good thing is that there's more options, but the bad thing is it's going to be first come, first serve, and we can only reserve it for that month. So the first of that month is when we can get that month. So once the season starts, once we hit like April, May, we, we won't really know where we're going to be playing ahead of time. And we may not know if we, we got a field ahead of time because uh, we have to keep on it during the season yeah a lot of players don't really know the uh the headache and hassle that's involved with the, the fields and of course uh without a field there's uh there's no ball to be played without a field so and uh some players are really helpful quote unquote helpful with like sending me fields like they'll take a picture of a field and they'll say like hey what about this one have you seen this and like that's great but a more helpful thing would be like if you have a uh, a way to secure it yourself. Like if you know of a field that you can get booked, that's helpful. Because a lot of the fields, there's a lot of competition with Koreans. And so 
some of them are privately owned, some of them are publicly owned, and then there's all everyone has their individual reservation eccentricities, and so he's just it's a good spirit like to send me a picture of a field with a phone number and say hey check this one out it comes from a place of love I know and wanting to help well but, now you're opening up another can of worms and you'll have like uh, six players that have booked a field for the same days and they're all out 150 bucks or whatever uh, whatever the field how much is it uh, per day uh? some places like Hyojin are like 200 bucks for an hour and a half or no it's the other it's 150 bucks for two hours and then some places like where we were playing last year is like a hundred bucks for the day. Or it yeah. depends on if you can get it like hooked up or not. It's where you're missing that old uh, Young Nam field. Wasn't a great field, but you couldn't beat the price, right? Free, yeah. Uh, yeah, so gone are the days of free fields for the most part. And there are like plots of land around the city that if we, like, oh, like across the river from Huawan, <clears throat> like where we moved that one day when we got kicked off our field. We ended up basically playing in a parking lot. Yeah, I remember that day. <laughs> but uh, there, uh, but there's a there's another field like down like the old like sandlot field that was like overgrown um, where a tympano got in the water and ended up with hives. Well, a bunch of us got in, but only uh, only tympano was affected by it. Uh, but I think back at that day, uh, swimming in that scummy water it was <laughs> such such a nice hot day and it was kind of cool. But when you got out and you could just cover with a yeah slime so we could go uh, back there and i'm sure that field is just sitting there um but it's risky because we wouldn't have it reserved so we could be getting kicked off in the middle of the the day so i mean or, or if anybody knows of a field that they can book let me know and um we'll try to incorporate it into our season and it will be a, a big help don't don't just go book it without telling us. Yes, glad, so glad you said that. Uh, well, I see on your notes here, I want to talk about rules. I guess this is something we're going to have to talk about in more uh, more in-depth, closer to, to the season. But uh, yeah. you got something you want to say about uh, the rules here? There's one particular rule that we've had a ton of rules over the years that get changed. And like the rover lines and then uh, women's, I guess, are there a specific rule for women or are there not? Um, but one of the rules that is in constant development is the step off the bag rule. Like if you bring your foot a hair off the bag, are you out or not? And every year it gets fought over. And every year, you know, there are the sticklers who say like, it's a baseball rule. If you come off the bag without contact, you're out. I'm sorry, softball rule. Um, and so what we've decided to do um, in kind of the mixing the spirit of the league, the old Scott Timpano spirit of the league, with um, with actually upholding the rules is we'll give each team one warning. Like what we ended up at the last at the end of the year last year, each team gets one warning and then it's an out, and it'll just be that way from the start to the end of the season, the, in each game. Um, what you mean by that, Scott Timpano uh, spirit of the league? <laughs> Are you really asking me, or do you want me to just talk about it? I, I don't know. Do you not know this? It was um, there was a uh, it was in, it was uh, Doug Corrales swingers were playing against Derek Enzi's uh, whatever Blue Jays Brew Jays and um, Timpano was umping home and I was umping the field and somebody there was a slow runner at, at first and somebody on Dougie's team hit a shot it was a young man hit a shot into the outfield and the guy was off to the races right got through the outfielders and. Um, 
somewhere between the third base and home base, uh, the runner passed the slower runner oh. and, and scored before him. And now there was no, the, the ball wasn't coming in. It wasn't anywhere near being a close play. Um, but that's an out. In baseball, you can't pass the runner in front of you. Um, and uh, and uh, Tim Pano called him safe. He said, no, we're, I'm not, that's a cheap out. I'm not going to call it out. And just, you could hear, because Enzi was playing in right field. Bum, 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 bum. Him like storming and just screaming at the top of his lungs like, what the fuck? You fucking pass him. And, and um, Tim Pano <laughs> stood his ground saying, Come on, man. It's the spirit of the league. I'm not calling him out. Okay. And then okay. That, I, uh, that's the spirit of the league call. I forgot about that one. Um, okay, well, I guess we'll... Uh, I don't think he was wrong. I mean, he... he, he I, I think he was right. I think Tim Pano made the right call. Oh, yeah. It is, it is the DSL. Uh, highly competitive and uh, at times cutthroat. But uh, it is a great... Uh, it's gotta, a beer league. It got to be fun at the end of the day, and uh, that's that's what it is, right? Uh, we yeah. got some people uh, playing that don't know uh, the rules uh, very well, and right. obviously uh, that was the case that day. And that's what we want. We want all talent levels. We want absolute rookies. We don't want people to be intimidated by you know some serious asshole fucking bullshit. Uh, but you know, people they're they're antsy when they're stuck on base and they got they're ready. They're ready to go. Uh, but just remember uh, just keep that bag uh, keep the foot on the bag until you're sure that there's contact. So uh, a technicality to that rule. The rule is not that you cannot leave the bag if the batter swings and misses. It's that you are not allowed to leave the bag until there is contact. So Rob McClure, this is I'm saying this tongue in cheek, but Rob McClure was famous, quote-unquote famous, for being halfway to second base when the batter would make contact with it. That's also not legal. Like that's, It's the same rule violation. He left the base before there was contact. So if somebody swings and misses and you're off the base, it's just the clearest example. It's the clearest show of you clearly left when there wasn't contact. Uh, well, there's there's varying degrees of, of strictness on that rule. Uh, I remember uh, remember back in the day, I got called once, and I just, the guy... Uh, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think Boulder called me, and he said, uh, come on, that's fucking stupid. I'm like, shit, man, fuck. Uh, yeah. But uh, I was just anticipating, and the guy takes a swing, and right when he did that, I one of my yeah. feet came out of the bag, um, the only foot that was on the bag. One of them. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I got called out. But, you know, someone takes a swing and you just automatically think it's going to be hit. Right. Well, I was but, talking like, divorce. Kyle and I are the same mind on this. Like, I'll leave the bag a second or two after the hit. Like, I'll take a second to... I'm, I'm not antsy to leave first. I'll see the hit on the ground in the air. Now, I may be getting thrown out at second if it's a bang-bang play, if I was just kind of hanging around on first, but I, I've never been caught by this rule. I'm not in that much of a hurry to get off the base. I was. Well, it's been a little inconsistent uh, because, you know, sometimes you take your foot off the bag and the umpire's like, okay, that's okay. I know, right? Uh, other times, like, get that's the fuck what, out of here! That's what people don't like. They don't like the inconsistency. I'm more, I'm more of like a lenient type. I'd say give them a warning every time and never call it, but... You know, you can't. That well, can't I mean, be I think I think especially rookies that don't know the game, and uh, you know, you call them out for for doing that, and it's it's not a, a big mistake. You know, you're anticipating the batter hitting the ball. Yeah. But you got to give these fucking it rookies is, a, a break here. It's a cheap out, and you like know? if you're on the other team, you know you got you stole an out, but 
it's technically oh, right. The other one, the other poor, one. poor old rookie, you know, like gets called out and the team ends up losing the, the game, goes home, fucking smashes uh, eight balls of soju, falls downstairs, kicks his dog, right? You know, Fuck, dog, you, know you know, give these give these rooks a break because just because of the young. <laughs> now, there's a couple rules like that, like like turning left at first, like if you pass first base and you like make any kind of a movement towards second, you can be tagged out. Um, you're allowed to pass first, but you're not allowed to make a move towards second. And like that in the past was kind of either called or not called in the same way that leaving the bag was called or not called. Um, so so you can a, you can turn you can turn to the left, but you just can't be on the field, right? Like you, if you're behind the line, this shouldn't be called. Well, even if you even if you like fade to the right, so you stay in foul territory. But you like jerk or move like you're going like you have even like thought for a split second about <laughs> about making a move towards second. That's that's enough. They can they can now tag you out. Um, well, I'm sure that people uh, people are not concerned about the rules too much now. So uh, I now guess, that we've cleared them up, I guess that's uh, that's all we got to say about uh, the upcoming season at this particular that's time. That's the only rule uh, that needs to be addressed. Uh, in the past, we've had issues with people like touching the bases, but you know we're we're not making any massive rule overhauls. So that's really the only one that needs to be addressed. I think. All right. Well, that's uh, that's. Brings this segment to an end. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Bark, bark. Woof, woof, woof. All right. This, uh, at the end of the episode, is when we would normally do a segment called Now That's Where You Come In. Lis- listener's Corner? The Listener's Corner? Yeah, Listener's Corner. Let's call oh, it. Uh, but, but what? Well, this week uh, we have uh, we're still sitting at zero emails. Uh, yeah, nobody emailed us. So uh, maybe they don't know there's two G's in dogs. See, you would think that dogs would be D A W G S, maybe. Dogs? Yeah, the dogs. Uh, we're the OG. But in any case, uh, we didn't really promote this a lot yet. Uh, I mean, we were keeping it under wraps because it's uh, one of the the biggest developments mm-hmm. to happen in uh, the Dago foreign community for some time. Mm. So, uh, but now the cat's getting out of the bag. Uh, the dog's getting out of the bag. So yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be talking to people uh, when the season starts, and uh, we'll be uh, be fun little uh, segment for the for the players of the league. Uh, but for this week, now let's just talk about this this league. I know uh, some people are like, oh, I don't want to give up all my all my weekends in the spring. They like to go travel and all that kind of stuff because right. it is a bit of a grind. Uh, whether we go with eight or ten weeks or, or whatever, um, but I mean we uh, we have a couple weekends off, so you can get your weekends off. And um, if we ever have like if Korea ever has like a three day weekend, like Buddha's birthday or Children's Day, or if makes it a three day weekend, uh, oh. <laughs> then we will not play those weekends. We will take it off. We will we encourage you the the, the dogs of the of the league. To, to go see Korea, to go um, to go out. Be, be yeah, this is for the the new the new uh, signups that we're we're looking for and the mm-hmm. people that are wary uh, to uh, to join up uh, because of the commitment. And uh, but there will be their opportunities. You can uh, you can get out uh, here and there. Um, so what what would you do? Let's say you have let's say we have a three day weekend. We're not playing DSL. Chris Hebs, where where are you going? 
probably uh, one of our favorite spots, uh, Gorebul. Mm. Gorebul out on the uh, the east coast. Whale Beach. North north of uh, Pohan. Great little beach. Good camping. Uh, good spot to, to spend a couple of days. It's kind of like the DSL's beach. It's where J.O. and, and uh, Bolger started going a long time ago. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, a lot of DSLers go through there. That's a good spot. And from Daegu, uh, you can be there in an hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes. Uh, if you really put the pedal to the metal, you can get there. So yeah. there are uh, there are a lot of beaches out there in the East Coast, but that one is just the uh, the overall package, the the camping, the uh, uh, hands off management of the beach, yeah. which is uh, which is nice. It's got a nice beach, nice uh, water, little tree area for you to pitch a tent in. Really got everything. There's a, there's a town a little, little bit down the road. You can go get your provisions if you want. There's some good hiking, and uh, man, there there have been some weekends, some long weekends where there's like 30 DSLers. It seems like just like take over that. Yeah. So I'd um, <clears throat> now with the games on Saturday too. Uh, you know, you can still you can still head out uh, after your game on Saturday. So that's changed a lot. Uh, I think where was Sunday? It kind of. It kind of kept you in Daegu all weekend, um, but uh, this this season, uh, well, these days uh, in the in the league, it's uh, it's a little bit better like that. You're not uh, you're not stuck in Daegu so much, so you'll uh, you'll get your time. So don't worry about that. New signups. Yeah, and if you're uh, looking for places to go, uh, Corey Baker's got a, a little uh, valley that he he goes to. If you're looking for fresh water. Camp. I think you can jump. Have you ever been there to Corey Baker's place? Yeah, yeah, I was there. Uh, just, just one time. Great, great little spot. I've never uh, been there before. Oh, really? Yeah, good little, good little swimming hole. Which are, uh, they're hard to come by in Korea. You don't really find these uh, little freshwater swimming holes. Uh, There's a good one easily. up by the Hyojin Field, which is actually how we found the Hyojin Field. It was. But uh, that's more like of a wading pool, right? Uh, yeah, I guess that's not. You're not camping there. You're not. You're not swimming there. Uh, but it's a good place to. To sit and uh, <laughs> place to sit. and drink drink a beer on a hot summer day. Sure is. All right. Well, um, I think that's about. I think it's about it for uh, for me. If you have anything else you want to add to this uh, episode? No, of course the episode uh, one, our inaugural episode. Episode one. Here we are. Uh, sky's the limit. But it can uh, only get better from here. Yeah. Well, once we got actual uh, content to talk about, it will. Uh, It'll be a lot more, a lot more fun, yeah, uh, to discuss the happenings of the league. And I tell you, we got segments. Should I? Let me just talk about like what. Oh, we just don't give it all away. Tease a little bit, but all right. Uh, we got some good segments that are associated with the happenings of the league. So once the league gets going, we got we got rumor mills, we got upcoming games, we got past games, we got all all sorts of things to talk about. Uh, we want uh, we want the league involved on this. So I mean, if you got some event to promote, uh, let us know. We'll uh, we'll put it out there to our. Uh, we'll give you a fair price for a promotion. Yeah, we'll put it. We'll put it out. Uh, well, you know what? Beer. The friend. We'll give you the, beer, friend, uh, the friends discount. The league uh, discount. But this is for uh, yeah. If you got something that wants to mention, hey, it's it's content for us too, right? So that's yeah. uh, that's valuable to us. But so, more importantly, uh, it's valuable to them, so they can pay us, and then we'll put it on the show. Yeah, you can reach the the twelve listeners through us. Uh, <laughs> and how how would they how would they reach us? Uh, Daegu Dogs. That's D O G S uh, at Daegu, Gmail. And Daegu is spelled D A E G U. Um, 
But uh, yeah, we'd, we'd love to have you guys involved on this. So uh, send us uh, a question, uh, comment, or, or, uh, or whatever, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll plug it in. Uh, looking forward to DSL 21. We'll see you on the pitch, dogs. Bark, bark.